What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 10 of the Common Chaos Podcast. In this episode, I sat down with my good buddy, Rashawn Valentine. We talked about his acting career. We talked about some exciting new developments in his acting career and some uh, projects that he will be taking on here in the near future. Um, we also talked about the controversy and the uh, weird shit that's going on in Hollywood. And we also discussed other cool stories and fun shit. It was an awesome time. Uh, it was the first episode that we've recorded at uh, Permanent Records, which is the studio we will be using moving forward. Uh, they are a studio in South Austin, ran by Grant and Mike Moody, awesome dudes. Uh, it's not Grant Moody and Mike Moody, but it's Grant and Mike. I just know Mike's last name. Um, but yeah, awesome studio down south. Um, we're going to be doing our shows from there um, moving forward for as long as we can see. And we're looking forward to it. And we had a real good time with Rashawn in the studio. Uh, got to got to share some ideas, share some stories, and, and get pretty deep. And then we also discussed what it is to uh, to achieve goals and, and follow your dreams. Um, whatever they may be, whether it be acting, getting better at something, or whatever it is. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Take it easy. I assure you that to start a, start an episode of the podcast and that my good friend yeah i am your host of the common chaos podcast this is episode uh 10 officially with 10 guests my boy my buddy my friend rashawn valentine how are y'all doing actor comedian badass yeah bar worker <laughs> he does it all people uh i gotta i gotta first um model you're gonna forget to put that win a model yeah, he had a photo yeah, shoot yeah, today yeah. and he was like I, don't, I asked him i was like hey man where are we meeting up before our uh, our stand-up and he's like i don't know my my photographer hasn't told me yet <laughs> dropping big words of his photographer oh my god hey man you are working really really hard and i'm super proud of you and you yeah. got some uh, some big news that we'll drop a little bit later yeah. or some hints at some big news hints but yeah. rashawn valentine is a good buddy of mine uh, I met with Sean last year when I moved out here. A couple mm. years ago when I moved out last here to Austin, year. Texas. No, no it, was it was like two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. It'll yeah. be two years for me here in uh, March. Yeah. So, okay. met with Sean. We worked together for a little bit. He is a model, an actor, and all around fantastic motherfucker. Love you, Rashawn. Oh, thanks. I man. hope you weren't mad at me uh, adding us as lovers at the at the stand-up. <laughs> I, I actually actually ran with it. I don't know if you heard me. I, I I tried to be vocal. About I did. It. You were very you were very pro homosexual relationships. Yes. With me. Yes. Pro interracial. Hey, don't don't don't. And interracial. Yeah, I know yes. we had we did we're homosexuals and interracial yes. folks. Black yes. and white. Yeah. We're breaking barriers. Breaking <laughs> barriers and tearing down walls. <laughs> That's what um, we do, baby. So uh, what do you? Why? So we did stand up. Me and Rashawn just got yes. done doing some stand up. Uh, me and Rashawn have together mm-hmm. done probably four or five. Nights yeah. of stand-up, maybe, yes. where we just we, we spend a good couple hours writing, doing stand-up. I mean, he's a comedian. He's an actor. That's what he does. Congratulations on that commercial you just did, too, by the way. I, I blasted that out for everybody. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome, man. How'd you, how'd you land that gig? You um, <laughs> okay, so here's the, here's, here's the deal, right? So uh, um, he, does me- he did mention, Brian did mention that I do work at a bar. So <clears throat> came from working... Um, at night and woke up probably I would say maybe 11 12 o'clock um, and I get a call 
and it's a good good friend acting buddy of mine his name's uh drew law um adam on facebook uh twitter it's literally just drew law um and <laughs> he calls me he's like hey you want to work it's like <laughs> um yeah and you know we, we're, we're acting buddy so i automatically knew he, he was talking about set <laughs> And he's like, this is butt stuff. He's wanted you to do some weird, <laughs> some weird butt play. Yeah. Do you want to work? It's what like, kind of work, yeah, though? yeah. What kind of work? Does it involve cocoa butter? Because I'm down. <laughs> Skin bash. <laughs> <laughs> cocoa butter. Oh, no, no. So um, he called me and uh, he's like, yeah, just speak with the director. He said, yeah, just speak with the director. So I was like, okay, cool. So <clears throat> spoke with the director and. Um, we talked about pay, you know, negotiated that. I'm not really going to talk about that over over uh, the podcast, but we talked about pay. A measly little podcast, no big deal, no big deal. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. No, he, he uh, Rashawn clearly can't talk about things. But yeah, hey, I, don't 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 uh, talk it down. It is a it is a, no, a I, recurring rule. No, on 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 a well, okay, so very good station. Okay. In a very good show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I thought we were I'm talking insane. about something. Okay, so the commercial, the commercial is different from the show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the commercial is different from the show. So the commercial that, um, and the commercial that he's talking about, it, it was on Facebook. It went viral. Actually, I think it's got about four million views now. Um, the commercial basically was just a play on the war on drugs, um, specifically marijuana. And in this case, it was just dealing with how the DEA would treat caffeine instead of marijuana. So it was kind of like a funny take. That's right. I okay. forgot we were talking about the commercial at first. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you did do that commercial. Yes. It had a very funny or die feel to it, which I, I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was funny, man. It was, it was good. Did you uh, take do it in one day? That was, I mean. Uh, honestly, man, that, so. How long it, ago did you film that? Because I feel like you posted pictures of that from like the set mm-hmm. a while back. Yeah, uh, so that was, gosh, the time time frame for me is terrible. Um, I would say, so the time when it came out was probably, I would say, two weeks after um, I had posted it on Instagram, which was when I posted it on Instagram. So the commercial's a recent commercial drop. Yeah, it's it's very recent. You know who, who pointed that out to me? The, the, oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Oscar. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, hey, isn't this your buddy Rashawn? And I was yeah. like, oh, dude, it's Rashawn. Yeah, I, I saw the, I saw the. Um, the oh, that's right. We got yeah, that's right. We got on. Yeah, I saw the notifications. Um, so I was, I was trying to talk about this, this deal you just got. Uh, Rashawn's gonna have a recurring role on a on a TV show. I know yes. he's taking big breaths. It's a big deal. It's a big <laughs> deal for Rashawn. And that he can't get specific. Can't give specifics. Yeah, I can't. Away. I can't go into too many specifics. But what I can say is that. Um, it is a big show. It is on a big uh, network. I feel like you could give us the network. I feel like if you say the network, nobody's gonna know what show. Or they're gonna have one show in mind, and we can we can tell them it's not that show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like you're right. Okay. Because so it's, you it's, know what show I'm referring to, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So it's on AMC, and it's not The Walking Dead. No. Rashawn did not get a role in The Walking Dead. <laughs> as awesome as that would be, no. as fantastic as The Walking Dead may may be to yeah. Rashawn, yeah, yeah. he didn't get that role. Um, honestly, I wouldn't want to be on The Walking Dead. It's now. kind of died out, man. I stopped watching after like after like season four or five. Yeah. And I know that the whole new one came out where they were doing the Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, Fear of the Walking I Dead. Didn't get into that. I fell out of TV shows kind of hard though. Um, but the show you are on. Mm-hmm. 
it's gonna it's, be good. Yeah, it's gonna no, be good. so I got a call minute. probably a couple of days ago. Um, and <laughs> so I can I can go into this. Uh, so the guy calls me and he's like, hey, uh, so we were wondering if you were wanting to be in this this role for the show. And I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. It, it's actually a re, re, recurrent, reoccurring role. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, well. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I fucked up again. I, My I, bad. I forgot to mention that you also might be speaking in this role. And so reoccurring. Like speaking. reoccurring speaking role. And, and then immediately I was, no, no, I, I don't want to do it. No. No, but I mean, obviously, like this is a big opportunity. This is a big step for me. Um, I've uh, I've been at this for about a year and a half now. Um, in case anybody's wondering, been at this for about a year and a half now. When you say this, you mean acting, right? Yes, acting, acting. So I've been acting for about a year and a half. Uh, how I got into it, the the whole story behind it. Uh, it this all started probably from when I was young, just watching movies and different things. I always was interested in that whole, um, just how they can create these certain emotions and how it can make me, affect me. Right. You know? Um, so then I, I decided to take a theater class in high school. Took the theater class in high school, and I remember I did a specific scene where, in the scene, I had killed my best friend accidentally. And it was kind of like a tear kind of jerking scene, and... You know, I, I'm on there, and I remember afterwards, like all my all the friends were like, "Dude, are are you okay? Like, is everything all right? Like, everything's fine. Like, I'm good." You just tapped I mean, into yeah. your inner actor, sir. I just, I like, sir. I just, just tapped into my inner. <laughs> I'm just a fucking phenomenal <laughs> theatrical person, <laughs> and sir. I remember immediately afterwards, my theater t- teacher pulled me to the side, and she's like, "What are you doing? What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "I." What? She's Did you like, think what? that she was upset? It seemed like she was upset. Yeah. Like, it seemed like I, I was so confused. I was like, I thought I did a good job. Like, what? Right. And she's like, no. Why aren't you in any of our plays? Like, you, you can do this. You can just pull this, like, just, you know, out of nowhere. And then, you, what? She's like, no, you need to be in, in some of our plays. Well, you're a beautiful man. You're a beautiful human being. Oh, Looks thanks. alone, you should be in every play. Oh, my God. Stop um, it. But no, I mean you're you're a character, Rashawn. You're fucking funny, and you're you're tall, dark, and handsome in every facet of the word. Yeah. I mean, you have that charisma and that character too that go that go go along with it. And I think By the way, ladies, if if you're curious on, on how I look, oh dang, um, I'm gonna be posting. A I, picture. I mean, I mean, he's he's he said he said I was handsome, so I I don't want to I don't I'm want real you to, tall, real dark. You can real you can look me up on <laughs> in, you can look me up on Instagram. I am your Valentine. No, it's uh, oh, is it I am on I Instagram? Am your Valentine because it's only M and no, your Valentine on no, Twitter. No, on Twitter it's my our Valentine. Doesn't make sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. My yeah. our yes, Valentine. My sir? our like it's like it's like my our Valentine. You get it? Like, no, I don't. My, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it's like That's it's like I'm my. Not, it's like, it's like my like oh my gosh my our Valentine like you know you get to see you get to watch the rise dude so it's like my like our Valentine. Uh, whatever, Still man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I was on the Rashawn <laughs> Hype train for about 21 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> for about 12 minutes. Whatever. And uh, no, done. so the reason the reason I did bring you on, man, is, I mean, we, we've attempted this before and back in the day. 
before I actually got consistent and serious and started bumping this out. Yeah. You know, we had our, our little ideas and stuff. And you've, you've been someone who's been a creative aspect of my life for the last two years that I've been in Texas. One of the people that I've kept in constant contact with that has consistently uh, either been driven or influenced some sort of drive in the people that, that we associate with and that we connect with. I appreciate with. that. Ben, I appreciate you, man. Um, actually, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Oh God! I wasn't gonna do this before we get into comedy. I just mm. I had you. I, I want you on this show, man, because I, I feel that you you have a voice that needs to be heard, and you're okay. a very passionate actor, and you're very passionate in your work and the and the effort that you put into everything. And I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate how you uh, present yourself, how you come across as professional every time, regardless of what it is. It could be a five minute open mic that we just got done doing. Wow! And you come across as professional as can be. And Thank you. you sent me something a couple months back that I'm going to read, put you on the spot here, make you a little oh, embarrassed. <laughs> um, you text me and said it was heartfelt. Yeah. And I haven't had, I feel, um, hold on, I'm looking for it, I'm looking for it, I'm looking for it, dead space, dead space, dead space. <laughs> um, we had hung out and you mm-hmm. sent me something. What, where, where did okay. we hang out? Uh, I forget, but he goes, okay. but this is what we, we were hanging out back in March. So okay. was, this was a little over, a little under a year ago. Yeah. Okay. okay so earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, we were hanging out. I don't know what we were doing or why we were hanging out. Yeah. And I think this is probably before we recorded like our dummy podcast together. Yeah. And you said, hey man, just wanted to let you know, I really appreciate what you said last week. Effort is not to be confused with results. It really resonated with me today. And I was like, awesome, man. Why do you say that? And you were just like, hey, I'm getting a bunch of auditions. I'm getting, you know, a bunch. I'm getting put into positions and given opportunities that I didn't know I could achieve myself. We got, we talked about it a little bit after. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you were like, I just, I, I took what you said and it made sense. And I just reflected on it and it, it fits with what's going on right now. I'm putting yeah. in work. I'm getting auditions. Isn't that amazing how, how like, that happens? You've right? been, you've, you've, and it's something that I, I said to you because I, I felt it's something that has resonated with me f- completely. Yeah. I heard that, and it's true. Like, you can't expect to uh, show something that's miraculous and amazing yeah. and have it be by accident. Yeah. You know, or, I mean, the, I'm sure there's the rare cases or the exce- the exceptions yeah. to that. Yeah. But most great things or good things or anything worth showing come with hard work. There's definitely and, work behind yeah, it. Yeah, and some dedication right. and, and some effort and some uh, some ethic behind it. Yes, exactly. And you're someone that's always uh, displayed that. I appreciate that. And... Man. I congratulate you on everything that you are accomplishing right now. I'm super proud of you and these big moves. Do you feel like an official actor? Do you feel like you can start associating yourself with maybe Hollywood, maybe maybe California? I know you have plans. I know you have plans to move out there. Is that still in the (laughs) game plan or what's going on with that? That is is still in the works. Um, Now, here's the thing. So from the very beginning, um, and this this was the the tipping point for me um, to getting to acting, right? this is when I worked for uh, T-Mobile at the time, and I still worked uh, at a specific location. And uh, a lady walked in with her son and, and selling them products, you know, and the whole time it was just fun. Like, you know, I I, I mean, you, you, you've dealt with me with customers. Like, I, I just just talk, just have regular conversations. So we're talking and, you know, having a good time. And mind you, I'd been with this lady for probably about four hours, 
right? So now you can only imagine how a manager is when you've been with one customer for four hours because that's not efficiency, right? <laughs> that's not efficiency. That's I mean, I guess it kind of depends <laughs> in certain circumstances. Unless, unless they're involved. buying the whole store, like four hours, that's, that's pretty no. – Shouldn't spend four hours with every customer. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they were getting two phones, set them up with, like, everything that they needed, accessories, all that stuff. The whole time, Such all, a good salesman. all the whole the time. Accessories, the whole thing. Oh my gosh! Whatever. They got it all. <laughs> the home so, satellite, the pet security <laughs> device. They got everything. So the whole time, like honestly, like she's just she, she had she said she had to be to a an event about two hours ago, but she was enjoying herself so much that she wanted to stay, and she she didn't mind like how long it took or anything like that. She just got lost in your eyes. Dude. Oh my she gosh! You got just <laughs> saucy with giving her. <laughs> You're laying it on. I've seen how you've helped customers. Wow. I've seen how wow. you prowl. Wow. Don't you, you probably don't belong you even, in Hollywood. Don't you even. <laughs> don't even. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You for sure don't belong in Hollywood. <laughs> you okay. for sure do not belong in Hollywood. Just oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Okay. So, anyways. So, by the end of it, uh, the manager comes up and he's like, hey, like, we got to move this along, yada, yada. And she she says to him, "I'm the customer, I'm I'm the I'm the customer. I'm I'm buying these products. I appreciate him and everything that he's doing. Pretty much just just leave him alone." My manager was just like, "All right." And so I remember I told her, "I'm like, oh my gosh, my manager's going to yell at me now." And she's like, "No, don't worry about it. Listen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go to the back. Whenever he does yell at you, you're just going to start flinching, just wincing, just ow, ow. And so every time he's yelling at you, you just keep doing that." I'm like. Uh, why? And she's like, okay, so here's the backstory. So when you were younger, your your parents, they used to beat you. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you, you got beaten, you just flinch. And they would yell at you. So now you, just you, super you, you, suffer, you suffer a little bit from PTSD. So when every time somebody's <laughs> yelling at you, you just start flinching. I was like, okay. And she's like, just do that for me. I'm like, all right. So I, I do it like once. And she was like, no, no, no. Like, give me like a pussy well. Like, I want to hear it. Whoa. I'm like, Whoa. I'm, like, I'm like, all right. So I do it. I'm like, <laughs> And she's, yeah, and her and her son, like, look at each other, and it got, like, a little awkward moment, and she looks at me, and she's... <laughs> no shit, Yeah, 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 and she looks at me, and she's like, have you ever considered um, doing acting? And I was, you know, my my mom always said I should just go ahead and pursue it, but, you know, I'm doing a lot my of things right now. mom always said. And she was like, you should listen to your mom. And come to find out, she wrote down her information. She was um, the founder of a big agency um, here in Texas and California. And I found that out, and I found out her son also acted in the movie with George Clooney and all of that other information. And so that was kind of like the the tipping point. The connections. It's crazy how, how you can make subtle connections with people and there's some sort of crazy effect that happens from just just being nice to somebody or, yeah. or introducing yourself to someone yeah. i think a lot more connections would be made i think people's lives would really change if they just introduced themselves to more strangers you know yes i felt like we could have done that tonight we were at me and rashawn did stand up i got well, i was hungry talking. man i was super hungry no I but i mean after worried. the fact like everybody was i saw paying a little story me and rashawn we do stand up and we were at an open mic tonight at this at this bar downtown called volstead in downtown austin east sixth street it's a fantastic little joint, very, very nice, very quaint, very small, um, perfect place for open mic comedy. Yeah, it's got Me it. and Rashawn went and tested our tested our skill. 
But I realized that not everybody, everybody that was waiting for the comedy yeah. just kind of kept it themselves. There was no yeah. intro- introductions. Like you had your clicks. Yeah. There was like three comics over here, five yeah. comics over there. Yeah. You know, you had your little packs of clicks that were in there and, you know, probably guys that went to the same open. I mean, you and me went in and just kept to ourselves. We didn't really yeah. talk to anybody. But I definitely feel like people's lives will take unexpected ter- twists and turns when they, you know, mm-hmm. when they involve themselves in other people's lives it's whenever you introduce take that, whenever you take that risk take that chance right it's, take it's that all take about that risk. Yeah. that little standing next to somebody hey man i mean it's weird people probably get weirded out on yeah. the elevator if someone that's in the elevator you, starts talking to them you have to learn to be comfortable in those awkward situations and this is speaking from experience it makes sense you just have to learn to be comfortable just cuz there are going to be a lot of weird situations. There are. Oh, and the guy that I <laughs> thought was you today. <laughs> I yeah. was Silver Sean's obviously like, how tall are you? Six foot five? Six five. Six five. Uh, a black, yeah. black guy yeah. <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. In South, you, you literally called me and were like, yo, I'm uh, hanging out, out by the food trucks in front of Volstead. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll be right there. I walked back from my car, saw a black dude hanging out in front of the food trucks at Volstead. <laughs> Literally <laughs> the only black guy on that side of the street that was out in front of the food trucks yeah. was tall. I walked up to him and I was like, Rashad. I started giving them the guns. It was not you. It <laughs> was not you at all. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. That's... I thought you were somebody else, dude. And he like, I don't know if he understood me yeah. or not. He was just like, cool. Yeah. I kind of smiled. That's and then nice. I was like, where? I called you and I was like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> You told me you were in front of the food trucks. I came up to this yeah. guy looking like an idiot. Yeah. Now where are and you were like, oh, I'm in front of in front of Volcom. Yeah. It's but it's. Funny I get though. it. I guess it was Vol- It was Volcom, and they had like a like a U formation of food, food trucks. trucks. Yeah, they got their food trucks over there. Yeah. So I I that I just thought that was funny in itself. Like I'm like, hey, I'm in front of food trucks. You're not in front of the food trucks. Do, yeah, I'm introducing <laughs> myself to strangers who clearly don't want to have shit to do with other people. They clearly didn't care about me or my or my guns, my finger guns. Yeah, that I was giving them. <laughs> my mustache is looking really creepy at him. Yeah, <laughs> just walking yeah. up to him with a grin on my face. Ah, oh, you're not my friend. Okay, all right. You don't look like that guy. <clears throat> he so, looked exactly like you. <laughs> he looked identical to you. That's that's interesting. I, 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 I wish I would have seen this guy myself. <laughs> I know. I tried but showing my, you, but, but he, was, he was hanging out in his car, so you couldn't really tell. Well, and I was also really hungry at the time. You didn't care. You only had food on your mind. Dude, I, food. That's I'm like, still hungry. You know, that was my first word, my very first word, food. Food? That was my first not word. Not surprised by that. <laughs> not surprised at all. Uh, so how do you feel you did tonight? You, you don't <laughs> think you did well? I felt really comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so we did open mic. Each had uh, four minutes. Yeah. I, I think was, mine was a little shorter. No, everybody had four minutes. You for sure had four minutes. Well, yeah, you no. You just took I, your time. I, did I really? Yeah. You were good, though. I thought you were prepared. You went up there, and you opened up with... Uh, you Hold on. Don't say anything. You opened up with... Um, what jackets. You, oh, yeah. Your big jacket. Why, do, why, why yeah. do I don't get white people? <laughs> Tiny jackets. Dude, honestly. And I was like, that's funny. Like, <laughs> okay. Honestly. I thought you had, like, pocket jokes that you were pulling out. That you were just like spitting out. I thought you did really well. You you seemed really comfortable. Yeah, I, mean, I, I liked your jokes. <laughs> I liked your jokes. Yeah. Um, there was only like seven people there though, yeah. and that's what sucks is I realized they had positioned it where the people that are normal people yeah. like regulars. Yeah, they went all first. Yeah, the newbies us to yeah. that place went. Yeah, at that time, and then the people who it was like first time doing stand up. Yeah, went last, which sucks because you get a bunch of first timers going up in front of two or three people. And there's not a lot of laughs. So we so got here, laughs. I thought we got laughs. Yeah, yeah. No. So here's the thing. So did the guy shake your hands? After, shake your hand afterwards. 
after you went up? The host? Yeah. 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 So what I noticed, and this is, this is, I don't know if you tell me if you saw this or not. So the people that actually, you know, you know, had some potential were kind of funny. The guy would go up and shake their hand. He'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, shake their hand and say whatever to him. But the people like, and I don't know if he did this purposely. Or, I, I mean, or, I, I went to shake his hand, though. He walked up on the stage oh, as I was okay. walking off. I put my hand out. But I did that to you. I did that to the comics that came off the stage. Yeah. I was doing that to everybody. I think. Oh, okay. Well, he, he, he literally just came up to me. He's like, dude, you did a good job. And I was just like, uh. He's like, no. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> I, made, I made friends with the guy that hosts uh, the Night Owl one. Oh yeah, Adam, Adam. He's, 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 he's he seemed like a he's cool funny. guy, man. Yeah. Oh, he's funny. Yeah. It's just so there's another open mic that exact same night uh, at Kickbutt, which gets it had 48 people two weeks ago. It had oh, wow. almost 50 people. Wow. Yeah. So you, you it gets more people over there. So they cap it at 30 now. They cap uh, it now because there's okay. so many people don't want to go and do it. Yeah. And I think that's why these other open mics are being successful. Like a lot of the people that were there tonight. Yeah. Do all the other ones. Yeah. And it's, that's why they were good. It's not crazy how so much stuff I, – I don't know. Just I was talking with somebody about Austin the other day, and it's just crazy how there's so much in Austin, even though it's not that big of a city, but a lot of people want to come to Austin because it's just filled with so much activities yeah, like it's these. It's going to get so busy. Like live music. It's we've, gonna got, get... we've got open mics everywhere. We've got drunk, drunken Shakespeare. I don't know if you've witnessed that or not. What? Yeah. There, there are these people that – uh, actors who pretty much kind of drink a little bit and then they go on stage and they do these performances. I, I, I can't remember exactly where it is, um, but I remember reading something about it. And before I read something about it, a buddy of mine told me about it. And I was like, he's like, dude, you should do that. And I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do that because it's at night and I work at night. And he's like, ah, okay. But yeah, if, if look into it, man. It, drunken it's Shakespeare? Drunken Shakespeare. I'm going to have to. Uh, I, I enjoy the things that there are to do out here. Uh, we've done, like, the Geeks Who Drink. That's been cool. Okay. Uh, open mics, obviously. Been to a couple different business meetups, podcast meetups. Um, I mean, it's just a big city. It was like that, you know, when you when you lived near L.A., if you really wanted to be involved with <coughs> stuff that was going on or if you really wanted to be involved with a certain scene, you just got involved, man. Yeah. You know, you did the, you did the, the group meetings and the... the forums that people would go to publicly and yeah. you, you involved yourself um i've definitely noticed this the open mic comedy stand-up scene out here is fire yeah. it's got it's really good yeah and they do like the comedy festivals cat yeah. city's really big uh-huh. you have a lot of big time comics coming through louis was here mm-hmm. Chappelle was here rogan's mm-hmm. coming through in january you do get a lot of good people that come through i think austin's just being put on the map I mean, I, I can't act like I've been from Austin or I'm from because I'm not. I'm from California, but but it's it's still it's still. I came from Palm Springs, California, yeah. which was a small city. Mm-hmm. No, like the downtown is a strip. The downtown is probably equal to Sixth Street. Yeah. That's all of downtown for Palm Springs. One yeah. strip, a lot of shit, but mm-hmm. just one strip. No two story buildings. There's a hotel, a Hard mm-hmm. Rock. There's a couple different things. It's yeah. like a virgin vegas almost <laughs> a couple casinos out there that you can hit but it's all kind of spread out yeah um but it's fun austin to me is just that on steroids yeah. it's not in la yeah it's not in new york but it's more than your small city it's more than you know it's bigger than your your uh, birmingham's your you know your whatever your major cities in each state yeah. are it's probably bigger than most cities are as far as entertainment and uh 
and accessibility to entertainment goes. Yeah, especially because yeah. it's considered the music capital of the world. You have South by Southwest. You have Austin live City Limits. Capital. Live capital yeah, music. Yeah, 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 live yeah. music capital yeah, of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because of all the venues that are there. You have South by Southwest, which is now not only music, but also movies yeah. and entertainment um, and business and tech. You know, they do TED Talks out here. They do a ton of shit out here. The tech industry is booming. Yeah. You got Google. You got Apple, Microsoft, IBM, all this stuff. It's just, it's at a perfect, I think, spot right now where it's not too overly crowded. Yeah. But it's it's going to get there. Yeah. It's going to get there before, especially the hurricane. Like they're saying, a lot of people that are coming here over the next five years, like they expect a 15% increase, I think, in population over the next five to 10 years because of the hurricane displacing so many people in Houston mm-hmm. and in South Texas. Austin's the next viable spot. Rents starting to fucking creep yeah. up and become yeah, a little bit more little expensive. Bit. Yeah. Um, but still affordable to some means, you know. And it's it's just a prime spot. You're kind of in the central. And what are they doing to all the towns outside of Austin? Georgetown, Cedar Park, they're, Liberty they're, Hill. They're growing as well. Or whoever. They're building roads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, you're That's going, you're going, going from country yeah. and grasslands and yeah. hills yeah. to shopping centers. Yeah. It's not like this... You know, oh, they just haven't developed that area yet. No, you're going from farmland and mm-hmm. countryside, mm-hmm. and you're turning it into shopping centers and outlet malls yeah. and crazy shit. Yeah. So all the outskirts cities of Austin are just becoming a part of Austin. Yeah. Round Rock, LaFontaine, Cedar Park, all those areas. Yeah. It's it's only blown up, but it's beautiful. I love Austin. I love all the. I love that I'm able to go to podcast meetups yeah. and able to network as much as I am and able to, you know, we have the opportunities with, with the media and Austin Live and local and technology stuff and, 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 and different avenues and different outlets that aren't accessible to you in a lot of other towns, yes. a lot of other cities. Uh-huh. Um, and what, because what? it's got the tech and the acting, acting's blown up out here, yeah. comedy's blown up out here because you have all these different aspects. What I think about it is, to be honest, j- just, just as far as it blowing up, what I think about it is because... What I've noticed, and this is me, um, you know, just jumping into acting, people are very helpful. They they don't they don't give you information to hurt you. They give you information that they know will probably help you, or from what they know in in in, in their circumstance. I don't I don't I don't. I, this is me speaking from my circumstance, because whenever I first started getting to acting. Um, my, I, I spoke with um, my manager's ex-wife and I texted her and she was like, hey, listen, if you really want to get into this, just give me a call. I called her and she gave me, I, I remember she was talking. I'm like, listen, I need to write all this down. She literally gave me a page worth of information of what I need to do. And this is upon our first meeting. I have a buddy like that that's, that is, has been really supportive of me doing stand-up and really supportive of me doing uh, entertainment stuff, doing the podcast, getting my voice out there. He thinks I have a unique voice and a unique character style. You do have a unique voice. And you really do. I think you like the way my voice sounds. Mm-mm. He likes the. He likes. But the, you have the, you have like you have like a character to your voice. Okay, right? so that's how. And so and so I like and that. so a, a lot of the things that I say, I I don't know what it is because I do have an extensive vocabulary. But whenever I say something, there's there's a lot more behind it, if that makes sense. Right. But whenever I said I like how your voice sounds, I, I definitely like you have like a there's like a character behind it, man. It's I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I like Michelle. it. I, I like appreciate it. that, man. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so my buddy Mike Martuccio, I think is how you say it, is Martucci, Martuccio. <laughs> he was in The Sopranos. Um, 
he's an acting coach and a comedy coach out in California, and, and he was a customer of mine with T-Mobile, and I made, I made really good friends with him. He's T-Mobile's just creating that. Hey, no, yeah, for real. No, because, no, 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 you no. know what it is though. I, we can't. I shout out T-Mobile. Love T-Mobile. Yeah. Um, but it's I think the kind of person you are. Yeah. You know, I think it's the you you that's you, true. You make connections with people that are you know seem to be wise and and you, I mean you just connect with people. It doesn't matter yeah. how they are or what kind of people yeah. they are. You just connect with people because you're a certain type of person and you are comfortable connecting with people. Yeah. That's the way I am. That's why sales to people like us can come kind of easy because we put ourselves in those situations where we feel awkward or we yeah. may not, you know, we may get a couple of no's or some objections or those, he, you know, those hesitations or people may not seem interested, yeah. but we have this shell or this shield where that shit doesn't affect us. Yeah. We just keep talking. We keep finding points to, to, to relate to, or we keep, you know, pushing buttons until we get a response. And then once we get that wall broken down a little bit, yeah. okay, see, I'm just trying to talk to you. I'm just trying to have a conversation. We may come out a, a little kind of <laughs> aggressive because we're salesmen. Yeah. Whatever. But being a people person is being a people person. Yeah. And so I made friends with this guy and acting coach, all that kind of stuff. And he's been very supportive of me expressing my voice, finding my character, yeah. what have you. Um, and he has, If you don't mind, if you... Uh, okay, continue, continue. He so. just is a, a plethora of, of information as mm -hmm. far as the industry and, and what to expect yeah. or... Um, he's basically just teaching me all the lessons he learned. Yeah. And it, he even explained one time, he was like, hey man, you might as well jot down some things I had to say mm -hmm. because if you find yourself in a situation that looks familiar or that seems like one of these, I'm letting you know my advice. I'm letting you know how my yeah. thought process. You don't have yeah. to do the exact same things yeah. or do the exact same. So a good example is um, when I started doing like stand-up, he was like, hey man, I went up and he was a strip club DJ, I guess, at first before he started doing stand-up. So he was just all about getting, like, that reaction, right? So he tried to say some shit that would get reaction from people. And I guess that's how he found his comedy to work. And he was like, just know people aren't going to laugh at your jokes. You're going to get up there. Yeah. They're not going to laugh. You're yeah. not a comedian. You're doing an open mic. They don't need to laugh at you. Mm -hmm. They're going to probably not laugh at you. Because there's nothing to laugh at because you're not funny. Yeah. And he kind of gave it to me kind of harsh like that. And he's like, <laughs> just realize that. Yeah. Take it how you will. Yeah. But just realize you're not funny. You're not a comedian. You're going to get up there and your first hundred times, you're probably going to suck at it. Yeah. And that's just because you're not a comedian. <laughs> You'll become a comedian. Yeah. You'll keep doing what you need to do if you really want to do it. Yeah. To be good at it. Yeah. But you're just not a fucking comedian to begin with. So don't <laughs> go in there thinking you're going to blow shit up. And that was something that... I kind of I held that with me not not just with comedy itself but with anything like you're not you it takes practice it takes mm -hmm. time it takes effort it takes mm -hmm. a concentrated effort you have yeah. to go into a certain task or a challenge or whatever may be in front of you mm -hmm. and sit there and go okay I'm gonna overcome this I'm gonna get this role I'm gonna do I'm gonna get these laughs tonight when I do this joke I'm gonna make sure I execute this joke effectively and it's I don't stutter or I don't miss a punchline or I don't miss a cue yeah. I don't miss anything I'm gonna practice I'm gonna make sure that I convey my message properly yeah. I'm gonna get this role I'm gonna practice I'm gonna express my emotions how I need to I'm gonna get this role you can apply that to any aspect of life it's just a matter about how you adapt to it so if you don't mind me asking Go for it. so what have you done as far as like on your personal end like I, I know with with me um, with with acting um, even though like I'm not really trying to pursue com comedy, but I, I do, I feel like it's something different and something new to try and go after. Um, what have you done yourself as far as like research or have you done any 
like for as far comedy for stand up. Yeah, yeah, for stand up. Uh, so tonight was probably my, I want to say, maybe twelfth. I don't know. Maybe my 10th time doing it. Mm-hmm. Haven't done a lot, mm-hmm. but I've done, since you and me have done it, I've done it probably three or four times yeah. since the last time we did it. Um, and it's cool. I uh, I did three or four shows before I went to uh, California this last time because uh-huh. I had to do the wedding. I did yeah. a wedding, so I just wanted to get comfortable talking in front of people. Yeah. Um, and I didn't tell jokes during the wedding, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> I was not. I was trying up there to crack jokes for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want. I wanted to get comfortable talking in front of people, and uh, met, you know, being kind of awkward or uncomfortable or mm-hmm. whatever you get mm-hmm. from that type of situation. And that helped a little bit. I uh, I got. I've been getting some laughs. I'd say the last two times are the first. I'd say the last two times and then tonight yeah. I got real laughs because I took time on these jokes. Yeah. So this whole so here's, here's Jesus people joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so here's my thing. The, the, so as far as research, like, I mean, like, are there any comedians that you kind of draw from, right? Like, have, have, you, have you watched any comedians, seen, like, how – because – there, there's some sometimes there's something as simple as just body language, dude. How people just go up and just like approach the mic can just be funny, and un, in that instance, people are drawn to you just by just how you approach the mic, just from something simple like that, and then you build from there. So I feel like that's what I don't have. I feel like when I get up there, yeah, I don't have that initial. I feel like I'm just a white dude with a mustache. <laughs> like tonight, <laughs> it was my first time. Like the mustache, yeah. Yeah. I kind of. Expressed myself in like this relaxed, like the way I'm talking now. Mm-hmm. That's how I talked when I was doing my stand up, and I was very relaxed. Yeah, very to the point. Yeah, very direct. I didn't, I didn't rely too much on like role playing or yeah. doing impressions. I was just kind of like, "Yo, this no. is where this is," and I, f- I think that's what works. I think that. I think if people, that's how I talk to you. Yeah. I talk to, you know, I, yeah, I hit yeah, my yeah. hands and yeah, I look yeah. around and I'm like, are you serious? And yeah. I get like, I, I get animated yeah. and yeah, I get yeah. excited about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's how I was my last couple of sets. Yeah. And I've felt really comfortable. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know if I've been funny or not. So, like tonight I got some laughs. Yeah. So. The, but I wasn't. The whole the whole thing, the whole thing depends on the crowd, right? So what, what you're talking about is based, is. Which is why some comedians, they always say to not touch, like, certain issues like politics, religion, yada, yada. But sometimes I think you should touch those points because that, that you're giving a little piece of yourself in that. The point is that you have to convey it in such a way that is funny to the audience that you're presenting to, which tonight they're just that audience just wasn't there. Not there to say that it wasn't. There seven people. There was eight yeah. people maybe there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean that's fine. We've yeah. experienced less. Yeah. We've experienced more too. Yeah. I think our first time, our first two or three times for you were really good. <laughs> and I thought tonight you did really good. Yeah. I thought tonight you had you were very calm, relaxed. Um but you also have to kind of act a lot in front of people. Yeah. I mean that's what you do on a daily basis. Yeah. You act and you and you you put on this weird so for you it might be kind of interesting if you fucked with like some characters. It might be kind of cool if you brought in like character comedy. Yeah. You know, like Robin Williams or Richard Pryor yeah. or someone that like is real 
Like, if you could do some strong impressions, like you mentioned the movie tonight with Sidney Poitier. Guess who's coming to dinner? And I feel like had you been able to like reenact the lines <laughs> Dude, in the that movie, would have been hilarious. it would have struck. Yeah, like because yeah. Sidney Poitier is just like an old black com- yeah. or an old black actor yeah. that is in like those he's those movies. Yeah, and he's in those movies that were kind of risque and like yeah. along those times where race relations were a little uneasy. Yeah, and if you were just to captivate like some sort of emotion or something to it, yeah. it would just add to what was already, I thought, a funny skit. I thought yeah. your shit was, I thought you were really funny. I it, Honestly, man. But I can't um, say shit because I also went up and thought I was funny and I probably got like four laughs. So so my thing, like, it was crazy, man, because I, I didn't have much time to prepare, right? Cause you had no time to prepare. I called you and asked you, hey, yeah. man, so what do you, what's yeah. your, we got, we got, he, you showed up. 20 minutes before the show started. Yeah. And I was like, hey, so what's your routine tonight? What, what jokes are you going to say? And you're like, I don't have any. I didn't fucking prepare for this. I didn't come in with a notepad. I came in with my notepad. I felt yeah. like I was really prepared. You yeah. went in super nonchalant, relaxed, laid back. Yeah. Again. I, I just talked about stuff that was relatable to me in this situation, which I felt... I don't know how I do it, but I felt like the stuff that I was going through, people could relate to. And so whenever I talked about it, I could hear like, it was more, it wasn't laughs, but it was more of like agreements. Like, yeah, dude, like, holy crap. Like, yeah. Like everybody was kind of like, yeah, no, I get you. Or whenever I said, guess who's coming to dinner? I heard like, oh yeah, I know about that movie. Or I saw some heads like shaking. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You could see people. I couldn't see shit. Those lights were so bright up on the yeah, stage. Yeah. I was looking like, I looked at you. You were, a, I just knew you were you because you yeah. were sitting at your spot yeah. at the bar. Yeah. It was so bright. So here's the thing. I couldn't see. I couldn't see like the, the the expressions on their faces, but I what I could see was just like head movements, you know, just like oh, and I could I could hear like it's better than uh, at the other at the other spot. I can night out. Yeah, at, at night out. Yeah, where I felt like I didn't hear anything, but here like I could hear people agreeing. I could hear them, you know, going along with what I was saying. So I felt comfortable with that, but. At the same time, I didn't feel like I was conveying it in a laughing manner. I thought that you, I, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but the they were responding to, I think, the nature of the jokes. They were responding to, ha- to your delivery for sure because you did kind of hit that like center part where you kind of, I think, you changed jokes or you transitioned f- kind of funny. Funny, yeah. But after you transitioned funny, you had like a real quick like one-liner and people giggled at that and laughed at that because I think they could tell that you probably fucked up or you had either like skipped over something, but then you were (laughs) able to recover real quick. Yeah. And that's what got people giggling. Yeah. And you were talking relevant shit, but at the same time, you seemed so natural. Your delivery was up there. You were very relaxed. And the people I think were, it it was nice to see someone that probably had only done this a couple times yet you still had composure. Yeah. You still had your reserves. Because there were a couple guys up there. Remember, you know the guy with, like, the really high-pitched voice? And oh, I gosh. don't know if, like, I this and I don't. He is that. He's funny. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Other times, that whiny, squeaky yeah. character that he doesn't. I mean, he does this all the time. Mm-hmm. And he still comes off like he's not an open micer he is yeah. he's an open mic comedy guy he's at every one yeah. almost everyone that I've been at yeah and 
I guarantee you if we go to a random one, this is the first time I've done one on a Thursday. I've done yeah. Mondays. I've done Wednesdays. I've done Tuesdays. I think this is the first Thursday I've done where – and it's all the same guys. It's all the same dudes. Yeah. His – the way he does it, the way he – his character, however you want to yeah, call it, yeah. is funny. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily strike all chords with everybody. Yeah. Where I think yours did. You probably related to everybody in that room as opposed to him relating to everybody in the room. Yeah. And the way you deliver yourself was great. I don't know. I, I You're being critical of us. And I don't want you to be because I thought we did well I, I'm for just, what we were working I'm with. one of those people where I'm just naturally, I'm just hard on myself in every situation. Um, like I, I tried to be, I don't know, I, I always try to be good at everything that I do. And so whether it's, maybe watching a playback of me in acting class and me critiquing like, oh, like I didn't like the way my face upturned at this certain point or I didn't like the way I said this certain thing. Like I go back and I want to correct it or I review it over and over and over in my head. Just like, how could I have made this better? And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm overly critical. I'm overly critical. And it's, it's, it's funny because a lot of people always tell me, dude, you don't need to be like that. And I'm just like, I want to be good. I want to be good at everything that I do. So something I just got done talking about on my last solo episode was, um, or my couple ago, was being critical of yourself. Yeah. I think that's a very important tool and a very important mindset to be able to get into. Is, as long as you don't fall into that negative zone. It's That's that's different, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you're right. You're right. You're right. So obviously anybody that goes in with, like, mental tactics, anyth- yeah. anybody that goes into trying to – establish or build upon their mental fortitude that they already have mm-hmm. needs to know that it's only going to work mm-hmm. if their will is there. It's most things can be, I believe in the, in, in, in what I've learned from, uh, and, and just in life, I guess is most things are will established. People yes. either want to do something or they don't want to do something. It's a will or a skill issue generally when it comes to actions and behaviors. Uh, I believe you have to be critical of yourself. You have to be open to the idea that you're not as good as you maybe think you are. Yeah. Your ego is probably fluffing a little bit. Yeah. You probably at most times are doing well. Yeah. If you're trying really hard at something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you're taking the appropriate steps and the practice and you're doing all those things. Anything creative, music, acting, comedy, whatever it may be, you're if you do it over and over and over and over again, you're going to get good by eliminating bad habits if you're really mindful of what you're doing. You're going to get good by practicing better habits yeah. and learning from your mistakes. Exactly. And learning from, uh, you know, doing so many things so many times and realizing what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. There has to come a time where you self-reflect look back on yourself and go, I can do better. That's where I think most people kind of miss it. It's self-reflection. A lot of people don't, a lot of, so, well, so people, some people do do a, a self-reflection. Some people do. Some yeah. people do. Some people do a self-reflection. Some people do, not some people do do. Just yeah, so we're clear, yeah. everybody, <laughs> that's probably the one thing I correct people on. Yeah. No, as soon as I said it, I was just like, ugh. Ooh, I know, no, I yeah. and That's why I corrected you generally. <laughs> <laughs> I try to shut my fucking mouth. Yeah. But when people, like, and I only, no, no, I'll look good. at people that go doo-doo and they, like, kind of look like, I can't yeah. believe I just said doo-doo. And I'm like, yeah. don't you fucking. 
Yeah. Don't you say doo doo. Don't stir them up first. Anyways, so some people um, they have this moment of self reflection, and upon this self reflection, they are not actually looking at themselves in the mirror. Is it not? Is it okay? So it's 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 like they're looking at themselves with a filter, or they're not being honest with themselves. And I was gonna. That, that's, that's, Did I spoil it, Rashawn? I'm sorry. That's, that's what Fuck, I was I gonna go your whole thing. Listen, I was creating this artistic ooh, ooh, way ooh, of rewind looking a little at it. Bit. Okay, <laughs> thinks that. Oh my gosh. Anyways, no. So some people they they're not completely honest with themselves, man. So they they look at themselves and they're like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this right. It's like <sighs> I'm trying to get somebody on here that is really knowledgeable about the ego and psychology. Yeah. Uh, I studied psychology for a bit and uh, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know, I switched majors and I, 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 I kind of. I have a friend that does that uh, majored in psychology. Dang, went the big leap, did it all. I just, I don't know, psychology, I, I don't know. I, there's no. I, the I human to, psyche. I don't need to get into that, but I, yeah. I, I want to get into the ego and all that stuff. Yeah. I love it. And, and how people act and why they act the way they do and reactions to things are a big deal and, and yeah. people's mental state and how they view themselves and their, their interpersonal communication with others, yeah. their interpersonal communication, how they see themselves, how they wear themselves, how their self-image is, how they portray themselves or how they feel they're portrayed when they act the way they do. It's, it's, it's just this weird convoluted bubble of, of perception and, and image and... I think a lot of people get caught up in either successes or failures, and they don't know how to recognize certain little shifts that happen in success and failures. Yes. Maybe somebody has a couple successes, and they get high on themselves, and then they get stuck in this routine where they're stagnant, and they do the same shit over and over and over again, and they never yeah. break that barrier. Yeah. They never get over that hump of whatever little success they had. Or too many people have too many mis- or people have too many mistakes. Yeah. Some people may have too many fallbacks or setbacks, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many things not go their way or not yeah. fall into their lap, and they immediately think that that's a sign or that's a result of maybe not it's, executing behaviors properly, or it's yeah. not something I should be doing, yeah. or maybe it's not cut out for me. It's not my plan. Yeah. You know, whatever other yeah. moral and and. You know, beliefs and faith and other things come into play to people's mental state, and I think that's important to pay attention to because when it's when it's as black and white as work ethic or no work ethic or doing the doing the habits and learning from your mistakes or not doing those habits and learning mistakes, where it's yeah. this, hey, you can do this and succeed. Most people have good behaviors, have, or most people that are successful, I'll say, yeah, have behaviors that they follow, not good me. habits. No? Mm, no, no, not 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 mo- oh, well, well. Okay, so the, there there are there are a few people that do have good behaviors, and then there are a few people that don't that are successful. I, again, there's a, there's going to be exceptions. There's going to be like your natural talent yeah. exceptions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your uh, I love I like Justin Bieber as an example, and the mm-hmm. reason I like him as an example is mm-hmm. because he was a kid yeah. that had some singing abilities. I I think I think mom, the kid's talented. To whose be mom was he is very talented. Whose mom yeah. was advantageous yeah. and realized that putting him in front of a camera and yeah. having access to the internet yeah. and the world yeah. could be beneficial. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean Justin Bieber was born with great 
uh, you know, like famous ability. Like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. he can sing, but that doesn't yeah. mean that he was born and he had a great work ethic, or he him. he was instilled yeah. with a great work ethic, yeah. or he was instilled with good behaviors. Yeah, and you know, he's kind of done some crazy shit that twenty two, twenty three year olds do. Nobody yeah. can blame him. Yeah, but he definitely wasn't like a stand up citizen or a role model for a lot of people, and. There are those that make it. There are those that are successful. Yes. But nine times, I'll say seven to eight times out of ten, people okay. that are successful, you, yourself, you're successful. You're successful because you work hard? Yeah. Or are you successful because you got lucky? It's a little bit of both. Why is it? No, don't yeah. a little bit of But Why is it a little bit of both? I mean, okay, okay. You think you were lucky? You don't think it's your work ethic and your and your drive? No, no. I I definitely think that it's it's my work ethic. Like it's it's me. Like so so. Here here's the thing. Or so were you maybe not lucky, but you took opportunities, or you were opportunistic. So so yeah. So opportunities presented themselves, and I took advantage of those opportunities. And because of my work ethic, right, and because of how I work, whenever those opportunities presented themselves, exactly. Right. So that's that's why I say a little bit of both. <laughs> that, that, that's, but I don't think that's luck. I think that's you recognizing an opportunity. Gotcha. And you probably recognize an opportunity because you're in a situation where you realize, oh, hey, I probably should network. Networking is probably good. Yeah. Meeting as many people as I can in the business is probably good. Yeah. The more people I meet, the more connections I have to other people. That's just being opportunistic. That's not lucky. You're going out there and you're making connections and you're talking to people and you're being yourself. Yeah. And you're being yourself. That's the most important part, man. I I honestly feel I honestly like is if, it? If, is it I honestly feel that like if you're just just yourself, man. Like people rec real recognizes real. <laughs> <laughs> like real recognizes real, man. Why so, do you say that? That's it's okay. So so what would you say? Okay, hold on. No, we're gonna get okay. into this. Okay, now. okay, okay. What would you say to someone? Okay, that was a horrible actor, but real as fuck, but wanted to be successful in acting. A terrible actor. That? that squeaky guy. He's the squeaky voice guy. At yeah. He wants to go in and be an actor. Mm -hmm. He'll do everything. He'll be what I would first in line. Mm -hmm. He'll be most proper, best mm -hmm. dressed. Mm -hmm. He would do anything and everything mm -hmm. to get that role. But well, there's the, just something about him that's not getting him that role. It's it's that same self-reflection thing. Why, though? He probably thinks he's the funniest no, fuck on the planet. Yeah, yeah. But it's that same self-reflection thing. You have to, you have to go you with... Be honest with yourself yeah, and, yeah, tell yeah. Not, and tell yourself you're not the... Well, no, 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 no. Sexiest dude on the planet. No, no, no. Here's, here's the thing. So I, I'm not saying that... Okay, so like, let's say like... Okay, so he's got a high squeaky voice, which honestly is freaking annoying. We don't even have to... Okay, we don't even have to reference to, our comedy guy. Okay. We don't have to reference... Uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, okay. We don't okay. have to reference Okay, him. so... so uh, that's okay, not even let, his name. Let's bring just something into the mix, right? So let's say there is somebody that's a terrible actor, but as a person, they're, they're actually really cool. Right. Right. So within that situation, just being, knowing how, how acting is supposed to happen. Right. I would then speak with this person and be like, Hey man, like, I don't know. It's just something, something that that's just not working because usually a lot of, a lot of acting, um, it involves like your, your you to your core. Right. It involves like a little piece of you. Right. So maybe, maybe one, this might not be cut off. It might not be cut off for you. But if you feel like deep down, this is when the self-reflection kicks in. If you feel deep down, 
upon your self-reflection, you feel that this is what you're supposed to do, dude, work on your at home. Go home every single night or whenever you can. Work on camera. You've got a phone. Work on camera. See your, like, be honest with yourself as much as you can. Work on yourself. That's what I would say. That's powerful, man. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that everybody can act. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But what, what I'm saying is you have to be honest with yourself and what you can do. Like, like for example, so I recently started doing kickboxing. Where at? I, yeah, um, South Austin Gym uh, off of Manchek. Manchek. What's it called? Uh, South Austin Gym. <laughs> South, is it Austin Elite, that one? No, on, is it on it's side? literally just called South Austin South Gym. Austin Gym. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I recently did that d- due to Joe Rogan. I watched or I listened and watched. <laughs> I listened to one of his podcasts and he just, dude, it, like the way he talked about MMA was just like as being a form of art, which is absolutely just mind blowing. So then that made me, led me to like, hey, I need to maybe do something like this. So I went into kickboxing and with kickboxing, you realize, for example, for me, I'm a tall, lanky individual, right? So if I were to look at another fighter, for example, if I were to look at Floyd Mayweather, he's not a kickboxer, but he's a boxer, but he's a different body stature of mine. If I were to look at Floyd Mayweather and I were to try to emulate his style, there's no way I could because he's got a different body style than I do. And that's the same with, I don't know, like I was talking about with, with acting, right? Right. Not The guy with the squeaky voice isn't going to be the heartthrob in the fucking movie. Exactly. The guy so with the squeaky voice has to learn his lane, learn his role. Exactly. Figure out what he will probably be successful. He's not going to be the heartthrob. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the guy that's 5'4". Is not, I'm not going to get a fucking superhero role in a movie. Where you, as you will, because you're six four <laughs> and fucking beautiful. Oh, I'm five ten, five yeah. eleven, yeah. and I have a fucking rape stash. I'm not getting any, <laughs> any type of roles that are worth note. Whereas you may, yes, yeah. There's those guidelines, or there's those borders that people need to understand and access. That's right. that. That is a that is a part of being honest with yourself. Yeah. But I also feel that there's a part of the ego that will tell you you can't do those things. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then there's a part of the ego that's going to say, well, hey, mm-hmm. that's just your ego telling you you can't do those things. You can 100% do those things. Yeah. And then you're just going to keep trying it. There's like this all. So that's why yeah. I want to have someone who can talk about the ego and how it affects people's personality yeah, yeah, and yeah. how it affects their behaviors. Yeah. And because I definitely think that there's people that are out there that are maybe not going after something that is not, not achieve. It's it's like so the best way I can say it stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin no, Hart, the yeah, stay yeah, in your yeah, lane yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a yeah. lot of but that's that's something a lot of people say. It's yeah. on a lot of podcasts. There's a, I think I'm pretty sure there's a stay in your lane podcast, which is just nonstop, yo, you don't belong here, get the fuck out. <laughs> kind of kind of banter and, 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 and that narrative where it's like, hey, do what you love, but also yeah. make sure that what you wanna do is suitable for your lifestyle yeah. and yourself. Yeah. That I mean, yeah, man. You really, and that's the point where you really have to sit down and really be honest with yourself and say, hey, like, I know that this is, like with acting, I, 
<laughs> I, I can't say that I'm like 100%. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to like be able to be on camera. And Tryouts, you're not going to auditions. Yeah. You could get 100 no's. 100 no's are probably better than no nothing. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I can so, support that. <laughs> I'm about uh, you, you, your dad and me could probably be friends. <laughs> Immediately, making honestly, so so you talk about how I'm a people person. Yeah, is your dad dope, dude? My dad. Gotta meet your dad. He, I I don't know how he does it, man. I remember as as a kid watching. Then this this is this is one of those instances where you know you you see your parents out of, out of that lens. Yeah, right. They're not your parents. They're just people. There. Yeah, yeah, but but this is this is before I started to understand that he, you know he was just a natural person, and I would see my dad, and I felt like my dad knew everybody. How old were you? Uh, uh there wasn't a specific age. Like I, I would say, whenever I stopped kind of like getting into that that mindset was when I was probably like fourteen or fifteen. Um, but I would always see my dad, and we would be at the grocery store or at a gas station, and within that one to two minute time frame, he's talking with this person. The person's like, he's like, hey, how do, how's your day going? And they, you know, yada, yada, yada. And they would just have these genuine conversations with them. And my dad would just walk every time, walk out of the store, like laughing and they'd be laughing. And so I felt like my dad just knew everybody. Yeah, they're just best friends with everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's good though. I mean, that probably made you, that probably had an impression on you, made you sociable. Yeah. Made you someone that liked talking to people and you probably picked up on that. Yeah. Um, do your parents know you're trying to go to LA, trying to go to Los Angeles oh, and yeah. make it big? How do they feel about it? <laughs> like I told you, my dad's like gung ho. So you you know about this whole uh, you you watch NBA at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know about Levar Ball, yeah, Lonzo Ball, yeah, like all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that my dad's on that level. <laughs> 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 all right, but <laughs> but but my dad's like one of those people where like you're doing something like. I could tell you this. My dad, he'll 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 talk to me one time. We'll we'll be having a conversation. Like we'll go out to lunch or like maybe have breakfast together, and he'll be like, "Hey, so um, you got that uh, ten thousand dollar deal yet? Or like, <laughs> what what's happening? Hey, did you uh, sign that blockbuster deal yet? Uh, I, you told me uh, you'd help me pay off this car loan. Yeah. I got a couple car loans I gotta pay off. Yeah, exactly. Or he'll he he'll be like, "Listen, son." Um, my bones are starting to get a little weak. I need you to hurry this up. Uh, <laughs> you need to get that insurance policy real. Yeah, yeah. So, like, just little situations like that. Like, he's he's very just like, hey, like, I know this is what you want to do. Freaking get after it. Be mindful about it. Yeah. Do get put in it. effort. Yeah. 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 And Work hard towards it. Exactly. Okay. So. Uh, do you feel like you're going to – I have to talk about Hollywood and just how much so, rape is going on in Hollywood, dude. And I feel – Just with me being in, in the entertainment industry, like how how, how it's impacting me? <laughs> I Sure, for sure. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, you framed that up perfectly. Uh, <laughs> do you – how? so let me mix the two. And here's how I'll mix the two, and I'll use, I'll use our stand-up as the, the bridge. Okay. Uh, rape apparently happens everywhere. Okay. Right? I think pe- most people know that. And what are we doing? Pause. I don't pause. I, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta go. You gotta to go pee. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna stay live. Okay. You're gonna go out that door right there. Okay. Go back into the hallway we're in, yeah. and it's one of the first doors that was there when we walked in. First door. Yeah. So go out, make a right. You're gonna go through that door, make a left, and you'll see it on your left hand side. All right. This be a good chance. Good chance to take a little bit of a of a of a breather. We're gonna. I guess I'll plug some people. Man versus Rock. 
Uh, Man vs. Rock is a comic strip based out of San Diego and Los Angeles, California. They create comics. They have a new comic out called Unpresidential. Uh, the President of the United States has gone missing, and they are holding a special election to find the new ruler and leader of the United States. They need to find someone who has the power, the will, and the passion to run this great country, and there is no other option other than the fascist dictator of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Unpresidential, you can get it at manversusrock.com, uh, unpresidential.com, and amazon.com. If you go to Amazon, type in unpresidential, you will get it. Uh, also, another shout-out to Austin Live and Local. Um, Austin Live and Local in January, January 4th to be exact, is going to be starting off. Are you done already? Cool, I'm just doing some plugs. You're good. Yeah. Austin Live and Local is going to be starting off their new series of live stream, uh, their new season of live stream events on January 4th. Every Thursday at 9 o'clock, Austin Live and Local is going to have a new live stream event ready for you guys. They're going to have a ton of guests, um, and they're also prepping up towards a first quarter event that is going to be pretty spectacular. Um, we're working together on that. Going to have some, yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, becomewhatyoumean.com. My friend Chris Rubio and a couple of his friends are doing this project. They're documenting themselves in Europe for a year and following their dreams, doing what they feel uh, that they need to do. They're, they're following their passions, following their dreams, uh, doing what they want to do, not conforming to any type of nine-to-five job or any type of structure. Um, and they are documenting it on becomewhatyoumean.com. They're going to give me an official read here coming up pretty soon, so I will have that for you guys. Um, but yeah, I was just filling some airtime over Sean was taking a piss <laughs> out of his big fat dick. Now he's back. Oh God. Um, talking Don't about giving out my information like that. Talking man. about Come it. He is, single, ladies. he is single. <laughs> um, stop it. We're going to talk about what were we talking about? You were talking about, um, your, so, so, uh, Oh, right. We were talking about rape. Yes. Rape goes on everywhere. Um, and <laughs> every, like how we just jumped into everybody should know rape. that and it's not cool guys. So knock it off. So uh, best best thing, um, are you aware of this? Uh, there's a comedian named Tiffany Haddish. From out here? No, 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 no. No, okay. Um, so there's a comedian named Tiffy, Tiffany Haddish. She recently did a film uh, known as Girls Trip. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should take a look at it. Um, and Tiffany Haddish, she's been in the comedy um uh, community for for a while, okay. um, and she did this movie Girls Trip, and I feel like it's probably her breakout role. Um, this is my first time hearing about this woman, um, and so she recently did uh, hosted SNL, and she was the first black woman to host SNL. And, really? Yeah, and she killed it. What else has she done? Anything? Um, she was she was in that movie Keanu with Key and Peele, but yeah, supposedly what did she do? What that part? movie was terrible. No, Keanu was fucking fantastic. I, what part I, was she? No, no, I said supposedly. I haven't seen it myself. Okay, so, I think I think I know who you're talking about. But she she she's just she's just funny. Okay, but the reason why I bring Tiffany her up, Haddish. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish. The reason why I bring her up as as far as like the shout out Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, shout out to Tiffany Haddish. She actually brought up a thing on SNL. She said, <laughs> "She said, guys, don't be bringing your thing thing out if the girl has still has her clothes on." <laughs> yeah, hey. I mean, it's, so it's clear everybody's trying to rape everybody. It's it's a thing and it's bad, so yeah. people should try to stop. Yeah. Um, but Hollywood 
in particular, yeah. has been the epicenter of rape as of late. Yeah. I think it has to stem with power and money and all that other bullshit. Do you think it's as nobody, of late or nobody, it's always been that way? It's always been that way. For it's sure. just it's just now becoming more it's apparent now being because of all light. the outlets, yes, media yes, outlets, and yes, everything yes, that we yes. have. Yeah. Exactly, I believe so, um, and I think that's probably the consensus for most people. Is 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 it's the opportunity to bring it to light and the willingness the willingness to speak up. Yeah, is so prevalent right now that yeah everybody has to yeah, and I think that's why so much is coming out and people are just being so not nonchalant about it but i mean i was listening to rogan today and they were talking about how the um the not matt lawler whoever his name is matt lauer but um richie richie somebody named somebody i guess had like Okay, I'll use a different example. Louis C.K. People yeah. knew the Louis C.K. example. Yes. And I don't necessarily think that's the worst example. Harvey yeah. Weinstein is obviously up you there. Can, you can the talk dude about that touched Kevin about, Spacey. The dude that touched Corey Feldman, Kevin Spacey. You know, there are some people out there. John Travolta's allegations are coming back. There's some people out there that were probably pretty abusive and pretty creepy. Yeah. And uh, it definitely was is, is mm-hmm. probably a norm in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. However... In this day and age, information is more abundant. Yeah. So far, net neutrality just got killed today. So RIP internet. But <laughs> access to information is is prevalent. Isn't that crazy? And very. Like, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Mm. Uh, but access to information and people's outlets and and mediums to where they can come out and and speak their speak their minds and 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 say what needs to be said. Yeah. At every corner, you have a platform to do that on nowadays. Yeah. And I think it's good that it's coming out now. Um, I kind of part of me wants Hollywood to like fail. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like anytime I watch a movie. Okay, so I'll talk to you about this. This Go is ahead. really weird. Let me know. Let me know. Lay it out. So, do you have you ever seen the movie Gerald's Game, Stephen King's movie that's on Netflix? Gerald's Game. No, I haven't seen. Okay. That. No. So it's a Stephen King film. Kind of weird, right? Talk about it. Uh, it's this older couple. Uh, the the husband apparently has some sort of erectile dysfunction or problem getting it up, so he has to take Viagra. Okay. Um, the only time he can really get hard or get into having sex with his wife, who is the chick that was in Wayward Pines, okay, who's super hot, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the secret agent chick yeah, that no, didn't recognize the guy for a yeah, while, ended yeah, up yeah. dying. Super hot, right? Okay. So she's the wife. Okay. They, for whatever reason, can't fuck without like handcuffs and it being super rapey kind of and yeah. like dominant submissive. Yeah has a heart attack while they're fucking the guy and she's locked to the bed, handcuffed to the bed and can't get out. So she has to escape and it's called Gerald's game. And she starts hallucinating and the husband starts talking to her while she's hallucinating. And then another version of self of her starts talking to her while she's hallucinating. So she has this devil and angel narrative going on where the dude's telling her all her failures and why the relationship didn't work and how horrible of a person she is and how shitty she is yet her version of herself is telling her how powerful she is how strong she is and how she shouldn't listen to this guy and it's a devil and angel playoff yeah it's 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 a great concept yeah and it's it's cool movie for the most part yeah but about 45 minutes to an hour (laughs) in you realize she's got this daddy issue and this daddy issue gets uh I guess it gets fantasized okay. is how I'll put it. Or yeah. it gets it gets a, a, a driver's seat aspect to the movie. Okay. And there's a scene about an eclipse and 
it becomes very apparent that her dad assaulted her. Yeah. How her dad assaults her is he asks her to sit on his lap yeah. and he jerks off. Really weird, right? Yeah. This is a good like you're getting that look on your yeah. face like right now, like why is that necessary? Well, no, 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 no. It's it's more of like I was I had that picture in my mind. I was just like, it's oh. weird, right? Hey, yeah. it happens. Yeah. And 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 I'll, I'll get to that argument. But anyways, little girl sits on his lap. Yeah. He jerks it during the yeah. eclipse, and it's a, it's a weird thing, right? Yeah. And so, I don't understand why things like that have to be fantasized in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like, and and things that come to mind are that uh, last house on the left where they raped the girl and she yeah. was super young. Yeah. There was also another movie that got that got brought up while I was discussing this with someone, mm-hmm. and it's uh, fuck, what movie is it? But it's a movie that has to do with where oh, uh, Split. Did you see Split? I'm not sure. One movie. Where the one daughter, yeah. the girl, mm-hmm. goes like camping with her dad, and yeah. the uncle is like super yeah. molesty, right? Yeah, that's kind of like a weird. Yeah. Like, why do you have to? I don't understand why Hollywood fantasizes that child molestation angle um, um, or that so sexual with, predator with, angle. With split with with last time on the left. I, I can understand that. With split, I feel like it's a different. It is a different take. I love M Night Shyamalan. He's my boy. Yeah. I referenced him in my stand up tonight. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I'm his not. his that that version that particular mm-hmm. uh, situation, mm-hmm. I thought was tamed in comparison to Last the, House on the Left. No, the Gerald's Game. Well, and Last House on the Left. Okay. The Last House on the Left was a remake from a movie in the '70s, and that rape scene in the '70s was intense. It was very intense. Late '70s, oh, wow. early '80s, or whatever it was. That rape scene was intense. Yeah. They didn't do it up that graphic or horrific in the new one, but yeah. they played on it a little bit, kept it tasteful, I guess. Um, but when it, when it gets, and even that was borderline, I think she might've been 17. Not that that excuses anything. It yeah, doesn't, yeah. but I mean, she was older. She wasn't a young girl. Yeah. We're like in split. She's a little kid yeah. in Gerald's game. She's a little, she's like 11 or 10 yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's apparently weird. It's not these animals that are clearly molesting a girl Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the movie they get their payback because the dad blows his head up and there's vengeance and there's revenge and there's clarity yeah no it's this girl who's emotionally unstable Mm -hmm. in her love life and in her marriage and it takes her being on her deathbed or about to die to realize that to come to terms with this situation she had when she was younger that made her feel uncomfortable which a lot of people deal with i'm sure a lot of women a lot of men even deal with that yeah and I feel like Hollywood doesn't necessarily need to fantasize or elaborate that anymore. Everybody acknowledges it. And then that was the argument. Well, not an argument, but I brought that up to a couple of people. And they were like, well, yeah, but maybe people need to be made aware. Yeah. Are you surprised by rape? Rape happens. Well, okay. So here, so Assault here's, happens. Well, here's the thing, though. So like, huh. You don't think, so that's my point. Rape, assault whether it be in the office, in Hollywood, wherever, it happens yeah. on a regular basis. I f- and I f- only still, now only now is it acceptable yeah. or it seems more acceptable now to come out, to speak up about it. I and s- it is shit that women on a daily basis, children mm-hmm. on a daily basis, I'm sure, deal with. I still feel – I still feel – To <clears> fantasize so, it, does it make it better? Well – so that word fantasize, man, it's been bothering me. I Okay, and the only reason I say fantasize yeah. is because it's being put – it's being fantasized because it's being put 
in a movie yeah. that is easily making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. So, and so, I've, I've joked about before where I feel bad watching movies because I feel like I'm only supporting child molestation yeah. and assault, sexual yeah. assault. Yeah. But you take A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. A Beautiful Mind is a great Kevin Spacey movie. Mm-hmm. House of Cards is a great show with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. IPAX or whatever that stupid movie was where he was the alien and he ate yeah. the banana with the skin on it. Mm-hmm. That's a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. They're all great movies. Mm-hmm. Liking those movies now... You can't look at Kevin Spacey the same, yeah. knowing that he's touching dudes and trying to feel up on assistants and feel yeah. up on a bunch of people that are just his servants for the most part. Yeah. You can't feel okay watching those movies. Yeah. Or I mean, and if you do and you're just ignoring it and blocking it out, well then, okay, I guess that's okay. But if you're a, if you really care, in my opinion, you can't just block that out. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I, I I don't. Hollywood to me has such a weird dynamic right now yeah. where i kind of i i'm being really attentive so, so to who i watch are, are you saying are you to? saying so like because okay so i completely understand what you're saying but sometimes there's some there's some of those movies huh and i feel like uh oh uh oh sean's about to regret saying something here we i go. mean but i mean but honestly man there's some of those movies that have that have such an impact and that story needs to be told whether or not, okay. So I get it. I get it. Let me put it like this. Let me let me real quick. Okay. I get it if it's like a true story. For example, let's take. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's a true story out there about a girl that was kidnapped and raped and let go, or got Stockholm syndrome and, nec- and escaped and let her. It doesn't necessarily have to be a true story because sometimes there are some of those. No, hold on, hold on. Sometimes there. I feel like it does. I feel like it no, does. No, 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 no. I feel no, like no, you no. don't need to just make up. Or I don't feel like Stephen King needs to. It needs to highlight a weird dynamic in his movie. But sometimes, and granted, sometimes it to get a point out. across, sometimes to get a point across, you need to bring up a make-believe situation to help people understand. Because, yeah, yeah, I get, I get, I get, like, it's like, dude, obviously you should know that fucking rape is wrong. You should know that. I know that. You know that. But sometimes there are these, like, I don't know. There are these people that get put in these situations. Maybe don't, maybe don't understand it. And maybe don't completely understand that, it that until after it's done. And that then it's movie, like, oh, I was so into that movie. Snap. And the rape scene. Like, I don't know. Rape could be that bad. Oh, shit. I don't know. Rape could affect everybody. <laughs> like, it just yeah. that heartfelt. And that's, and that's because know, the way, the way, like that. yeah, the way movies have impacted me. That's why I'm so big on it. And I freaking love films. And that's why I'm saying, like, dude, like, sometimes, like, I, I get what you're saying, but I also I also say that sometimes some of that stuff needs to be put out there. See, man, it's frustrating to make for me, to make people uncomfortable to make. I, I'd say specifically guys because it's mainly guys that are. It's frustrating foolish. for me because I love movies and yeah. I've I've always been a fan of movies, good film, and but at the same time, I grew up with all women. I grew up with my mom, my sister. Mm-hmm. My dad wasn't really around. I know I know protecting that female aspect. Yes. I know having to defend my little sister, yeah. having to protect my mom. As you should. Having that 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 you know, I'm the man You're in the protector. House. Yeah, and I'm like nobody should be put in that situation, but not even I don't necessarily think you have to be in that role yeah. to understand that rape is bad. I think it's just a common thing. Rape is bad. People should know that. 
But it does happen. There are situations where people are fucking psychos or sociopaths and they're serial rapists or serial murderers and they go on these weird fucking tangents where they kill a bunch of people or rape a bunch of people. Yeah. Can't control themselves. It's apparent. It happens. Mm -hmm. That's a given. Yeah. Hollywood loves to play on people's emotions and loves to do that. I just, I see it as a money grab. Yeah. And I, 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 I wouldn't I, be I surprised. Get, I get, that's why I said I, I get where you're coming surprised. from. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm there not was like. I'm disagreeing with you. No, I know you're not. Yeah. I know you're not. I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get where yeah, you're yeah, coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. And there is, there is a definitive reason. Or not a definitive reason, but there is, there is validity behind what you're saying is it, this should be at the forefront of everybody's mind right now yeah. because it's a serious issue. Yeah. Like people don't feel safe. Yeah, in certain environments, yeah. women don't feel safe going to work, and it's not just women. Man, you, it isn't. Get, well, it isn't. You, you. Um, but I will it, say it, this: it, it does happen mostly to a lot of women, um, young and old. Yes, but also it happens to younger males it as does. well. It absolutely and does. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely does. And it it is something that it is something that happens. Regardless, yeah, two males, two yeah. females, yeah, uh, females happen to be the prime victim of it because it's a little bit easier, yeah. Um, and I'm only saying that because the common man yeah. and the common female, yeah. a common man is probably going to be a little bit stronger than the common female. Yes. At any, you know, there's the joke, the saying, Louis C.K.'s, and I mean, I'm not going to get into details, but mm-hmm. any woman who's in a room with any man, more than likely, is at a physical disadvantage, and you know, yeah. it's like being a weaker guy in a prison or it's like being yeah. a guy in a, in a boot camp or, yeah. you know, hey, you're going to immediately feel intimidated when you're put in the room. Mm-hmm. Me and Rashawn, you put me and Rashawn in the room. Mm-hmm. I know how to fight. <laughs> I didn't know Rashawn was taking kickboxing classes till right now. <laughs> I all of a sudden kind of feel like I'm at a disadvantage. Prior to this meeting, I felt like I could choke Rashawn out and we'd be yeah. good. My jiu-jitsu skills would come into play. I feel like maybe I could kick his shins, kick him in the <laughs> thigh a little bit, you know, give him a one-two, yeah. and then fucking a kick to the to the gut, to the yeah. liver, maybe put him out real quick. No, motherfucker's taking kickboxing. <laughs> I'm 5'11". Yeah. Rashawn's 6'4". I'm not taking Rashawn out if we both... (laughs) Okay, sorry. I'm not taking you out if we both know how to fight. If you and me are both at optimal conditioning and you know how to fight, I know how to fight, chances are you're probably going to win. That's the scenario. It's an advantage. That's the scenario with most most men and most women. And so it's an uncomfortable situation to be in. And there's clearly an out... I don't know what you want to call it. Not an uproar, but an outpouring, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm of victims and of people that are coming out and saying that they were assaulted or they were put in positions where they felt uncomfortable and it's not cool anybody who who is is like acknowledging it but not acknowledging it like just okay yeah it happens is like if you're not uncomfortable by this if you're not uncomfortable with the fact that every single week russell simmons two days ago yeah just got added with two accusations yeah of rape yeah. Russell Simmons. Yeah. Everybody is getting hit with rape accusations and assault accusations. It's everybody. Yeah. And it's everybody in this one industry, the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. in this one section of the country, Southern but California, see, see the that thing, nice little niche. So here, here's the thing, too. You got you to think about this. So 
this this will put it maybe it's not in a different perspective for you but maybe to audience people that are listening go for it so <clears throat> so you're saying like this is happening and it's being blown up in the entertainment industry right i think it's media and i, I and hold I on, had to, I had no 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 I had, well because I, I I had to specify this with somebody else and I want to make sure that I'm specifying it yeah. with you just yeah. so you're not making a statement that doesn't make sense uh, or that doesn't correlate with what I'm thinking. Well, it's it's, it's being okay. brought to the light mm-hmm. because it's in the entertainment industry. It's in the entertainment yes. industry, and, but yeah. chances are more women across the country yes. and across the world That's what I was are more say. comfortable with coming out now. Coming forward, yeah. I bet you, if you were to do some research or yeah. some digging That's what I was into some bigger companies, some people are probably getting busted. Yeah, uh, there was a head of Google recently that was in a relation mm-hmm. with someone that was like his, or no? Oh, it was okay. So the guy that created Android, mm-hmm. the he, you know how he created the essential phone? Did you hear about that? No, I forget his name, but. He created Android, was a part of that whole program when mm-hmm. Google was first starting with Android and mm-hmm. created like those first versions of that program. He left Google and started this company called Essential and was creating the Essential phone. And it was basically an open platform phone that ran uh, Android that you could use on any carrier. It was unlocked, stock. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about bloatware, any of this other bullshit. And he was selling it for like 700 bucks and it was supposed to be a big deal. Well, it flopped. Well, he just stepped down. Because it came out that he had relations with a girl that was his subordinate um, in that company. Mm -hmm. And the relationship ended badly and she left the company. Well, now it's come out uh, that I guess he had some aggressive behaviors. Uh, It was a relationship that was more based off his status in the company and her status in the company rather than like a... I guess a consensual relationship. Yeah. I don't know, but there's some controversy around this relationship that he had uh-huh. with this like intern or whoever it may be. I mean, and if it's going on at Google, chances are it's going on at the corner shop at the at yeah, the other companies and the other businesses that aren't as popular or famous or aren't going to get any Twitter recognition or any Facebook or front page recognition of any news source. But it's going on everywhere. So let me let me say let me say this. Um, and this as well, <clears throat> I feel, um, so there was, there was a, there was, and this, uh, this is, this kind of hits me in the chords cause like I think of this now and it's anyways, um, there was a, a post, um, by a good, good friend of mine not too long ago where she said basically like all of these, um, these accusations are coming out yada yada and i hear you know different sides from women you know saying like you know oh this happened to me too this happened to me too but where are the men that are coming out to to not not to say like oh this happened to me too but it's just like hey like i don't don't, not support like i'm sorry like i'm sorry this happened to you or yada yada yeah and I don't know, just just the way that she put it, like, just really hit me hard. Um, just in the fact, like, like what what can I do or what can I say? Not, I, I can't I can't just come out there and just be like, hey, like, I'm I'm sorry on behalf of my 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 uh, my sex that 
this is happening to you. You know, I can't just come out and say that. Like, how how do I you then? Couldn't, you couldn't come out. Okay. I don't think you could come out and say, I'm sorry for the male race. <laughs> I'm sorry for all of ma- I'm sorry for the human race. I'm that sorry males, for humans that, the that male, have penises. The male portion. <laughs> yeah. Are assholes and yeah. aggressive and yeah. animalistic or whatever. Yeah. And again, sexual behavior Romantic behavior, yeah, flirting behavior, behavior in general, is very uh, based in in our. It's a psychological aspect that has been groomed over thousands of years of evolution. Yeah. So who knows why humans feel inclined to rape, or inclined to be aggressive, or sexual, or whatever. Uh, there's rape and other animal, other animals rape, you yes. know, <laughs> yeah. and it could be some weird thing that's just in our DNA based off of that the fact that we were monkeys, uh, you know, thousands of years ago. We may yeah. have just raped, that you may, you know, we may not know what, like, if you go to dolphins, dolphins yeah. have been known to rape because they're just hypersexual yeah. and males seem to be able to just go and have sex with whatever female dolphin they want, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't have the concept of rape. They don't know that it's bad. But it's completely different when you have a human being that has I get that. A, no, no, no. I'm agreeing yeah, well, with you. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I know, I, know, I know where you're coming from. I'm just saying like – But here's what I was saying with that. Ugh. It's okay. It's 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 – it, there is a part of you, of me, of yeah. any man out there yeah. that can sit there and go, listen, there's multiple reasons yeah. why humans are the way that they are. Yeah. There's a pretty reasonable... Now, this doesn't excuse what's happening, There's but. a pretty reasonable understanding mm-hmm. through most people mm-hmm. that rape is not okay. Yes. Forcing yourself sexually on anybody is not okay. Yeah. Assaulting somebody or making them feel uncomfortable, whether it be male or female, in any situation is not okay. Yeah. I think most people have that idea. Yeah. Clearly, not everybody does because there's still rapists out there. Yeah. Now, as an adult, as a human, as a man, mm-hmm. I believe that it's fully acceptable, and this is my belief, for you to sit there and say, hey, I am sorry for the way males have treated females in the past. I feel that you can do that with anything. Well, I feel I'm like not, white I'm... people can sit there and go, hey, I, I wish, I trust me, dude. I wish as a white person, as a white yeah. dude, I could go to Rashawn and go, yeah. hey, man, I my bad about everything. If it was me, it wouldn't have gone that way. But I'm only, I'm only 30 years old. Yeah. I've only been here the last 30 years. Yeah. I haven't been able to fucking change the past. If it yeah. was my way, it wouldn't have gone that way. We can say that for females. We can say that for any type of relational uh, construct or any type of relationship aspect you want to look at. Yeah. There are the people that are going to want to – that feel bad. I feel bad about the fact that rape is prevalent and it seems like in any facet of life. Rape is everywhere it seems yeah. like. Um, but your actions I think are a lot more – they have a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. So – I do think it's okay for you to say, hey, I'm sorry for, for men and the way that they treat women yeah. or the way that Hollywood may be portrayed or, or the the norm in Hollywood yeah. has shifted. It's not that way. Like Hollywood is not Hollywood anymore. Yeah. There's several 
several allegations, several accusations, several uh, reports of people being assaulted, and it's it's hitting a lot of people. Every day, you can go on some sort of news source, Reddit, somewhere, yeah, and there's a new celebrity that's busted with accusations or they assaulted somebody or someone's coming out saying this person did something. That tide has shifted. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with sitting back and going, hey, I'm sorry that that's happened. I think it's important that people acknowledge it. I acknowledge it. I know that that's a thing that is real and that is going on currently and hopefully is stopping. But I don't – I mean, what can I do from Austin, Texas? What can well, you do from Austin, Texas? But it's it's also important – okay. It's also, it's also important just to bring awareness. Just aw- that's the awareness, point. awareness alone is just – That's the point is you – it's it's okay for you to feel sorry and for you yeah. to be apologetic. Yeah. But it's important that you speak up when necessary. It's important yeah. that you speak up when it's important, when it's crucial to speak up. And, and when it matters most, you know, whether it be supporting a rally, yeah. whether it be going and, and supporting one of your friends. Yeah. Um I, I wanna I, I mean I've had I've had close friends. I would say I've probably had one or two friends that have come to me that have been put in like awkward situations where they felt it didn't go how it should have gone. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, all after the fact, like obviously if anybody's ever put in a situation where you have the option to protect them or, or, yeah. or, or, you know, get them out of harm's way, do so. Yeah. But, you know, there's been situations that I've learned mm-hmm. and a lot of them came out just recently, you know, Hey, th- this did happen to me. And it's it's not a comfortable subject for people to talk about, and a lot of women and men mm-hmm. aren't aren't coming out and aren't coming forward that should feel comfortable coming out yeah. and coming forward now, especially with the narrative and the yeah. way things are. Yeah. Um, but they should also know that there is a support system out there. Yeah. There are people that are remorseful, even though they didn't do anything. Yeah. Like you just can't help but feel bad that this. Yeah, empathetic. Yeah, there are people out there that are willing to help. Yeah. and willing to support you. Yeah. And they're probably the most disassociated people on the planet. Yeah. You know, like someone that's not from Hollywood, you probably feel inclined. You probably feel that way. You probably mm-hmm. feel bad because you're in that. You're in that culture of fame and power and and you know, who knows who and who gets in with who and who meets who. Yeah. Like you're just a connection game. Not, you're a networking game. Not not just that, man, but I think of cuz even when I talk to um I've I've had some some uh, women that are that are trying to get into acting, um, guys and and women men have all approached me because they they see like you know that I'm slightly I'm not saying that I'm super successful but things are happening for me and so they're like hey how did you do this what are you doing yada 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 so the conversation that I have with men is completely different from the conversation that I have with women. What does that sound like? So like for example. Um, I, I was talking with a, with a girl the other day and how, how I started was I was doing a lot of free extra gigs, free, um, just anything, anything I could do. It was all free and I didn't know where to start. I I didn't have an agent. I didn't have anybody. I just, I didn't know where to start. So I remember going on Craigslist and I saw it said talent and I clicked on talent and I just was looking at all the gigs, all the gigs on there. And there were some that I clicked on, like, you know, just trying to go through and it, it dealt with women. And I look at them like, dude, that's so suspect. Why did you feel it was suspect? 
It, it's, uh, they, like the scene itself felt suspect, well, the, or the, the, the way the, the way the way the way they set it up would be like, oh, we only need a proc. Like it would go into like specifics. Like it was like almost like they were setting up for like a porn shoot, but it wasn't. Like they were advertising themselves as a photographer, but I want to be able but they to. They had like exact measurements. Yeah, they're like, I want specific. it this way. Yada yada. Like I want you to be blonde, or I want you to be a brunette, or I want a black. Like it's just weird, man. And I remember I was talking with her. I'm like, hey, like, if you really want to get into this, you have to be very careful about who you're talking to, talking with. Make sure that they're professional. Like, figure out, like, every, like, do they have a website? What are they doing? Yada, Don't yada, just yada. take what people say at face value. Exactly. Do some research. Do some, you know. Whereas when I'm speaking with guys, it's just like, yeah, dude, just do this, do this, do this. I, I still would, I wouldn't recommend Craigslist <laughs> to, to guys or girls. That, that's a terrible idea. Um, I was new. Anyways, <laughs> I was a newbie. Hey, they learned from your lessons. Yeah, you yeah. learned a lesson, Rashawn. Yeah. Stop going Craigslist because you went to an audition and yeah. a guy wanted you to touch his dick. Yeah. So stop with Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, just don't do it. Um, but yeah, great no. example. <laughs> just, just with that being said, it's it's crazy, you know that that you have to go into these different conversations, you know. But at the same time. These things need to be need to be said, and and it's it's important. It's important. What I've been really listening to, um, and a lot of I watch a lot of interviews. I watch a lot of or listen to a lot of radio. What's important is that we do have these tough conversations. We do have these racial, political, uh, re- religious type of conversations like yeah it's it, it kind of like creeps up your back the wrong way and it makes you feel it makes a you uncomfortable way. makes you uncomfortable but it should and so it we're, should we're, we're coming up yeah. we're coming up on 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 wrapping this thing up and okay. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you i'm glad that you prefaced with that because it's it's something that i think is important to say yeah there's there's certain situations and certain things that are going to happen regardless. Yes. And uh, when dealing, I guess, with life, mm-hmm. you have to just continue to to grow and try to become better at whatever aspect. Keep moving you, forward, man. You got to keep moving forward. And these tough subjects or these things that are being brought to light are tough to talk about. They are kind of hard to – they do make people uncomfortable. Yeah. But in order to be comfortable, you have to learn to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. It's a jiu-jitsu thing. Learn to be comfortable in uncomfortable positions. Learn to be uncomfortable when you have a 250-pound motherfucker (laughs) smothering you. You're on your back, and he's just laying on you, making you his bitch. I got to learn to be comfortable here. I got to learn to find some position or some little angle or something that I can work with to where I'm comfortable in this position. And there's power in that. There is. There's, There's power in being able to rely on yourself, yeah. being able to rely on your abilities, yes. and being able to rely on what you know will get you out of a situation or will or will help you get through a situation, mm-hmm. whether it be talent or instinct or whatever. You just you have to you have to be challenged. I think that's a big important part. You definitely have to be challenged. Yeah. You have to be put in a situation where you may fail and your flight your fight or flight kicks in. Yeah. Or your you know, your 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 uh, warrior response you yeah. know do you stand up do you do you take action do you brace yourself do you get you know do you feel the impact of what's happening and then you know reflect that do yeah. you do you, or do you feel the impact 
and you let it knock you over. Yeah. Do you take the impact and embrace it and, and make something of it and, and uh, learn from it and grow and progress and, and, and take that as a learning example? Or do you let it defeat, defeat you? Yeah. Do you let it break you down? It's all about how you let things affect you. Do you let it put you in a position yeah. that, that you're feeling you know, vulnerable or that you feel like you're going to fail? Because that's, I think... I mean, two different topics though, because we we did we did we, we 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 got off. We were on the rape thing, and now we're getting into like the uncomfortable subjects. But well, it is, yeah, the rape thing's not cool, and that needs to be something that people get comfortable talking about. But there, because the more comfortable people, the yeah. more comfortable people become. Yeah. When they talk about that kind of topic, but you were getting on something. There. It helps Just, you. No, 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 and and it is. I'm tying it back. So okay. the people have to be comfortable talking about those things. Yeah. They have to be able like you. You feel bad. You don't know what to do. You just feel bad that this is a situation women are put in, people yeah. are put in. And your actions though, if there's ever anything that you can do yeah. to make an impact. Oh yeah. You 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 would do it. You would you yeah. would you would do it in a heartbeat and you would make sure that that impact is felt. People need to do that. People need to understand that certain situations like the one we're talking about yeah. in Hollywood, mm -hmm. they happen. Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah. It's one of the things that, that that needs to incite change, which I think a lot of things nowadays in the U.S. and the world need to incite change. Mm -hmm. I mean, we potentially just lost control of the internet because of net neutrality. Um, you know, we're dealing with fucking California burning down. We're dealing with uh, Texas being underwater. We're dealing with uh, us potentially killing the planet yeah. faster than we anticipated. Yeah. There's always new research, always new studies, always new findings, always new data that's coming out that's scary. Adding this 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 weight, anxious, this heaviness to anxiety. everybody's shoulders, yeah. this anxiety. Yeah. But there's that that hopeful mentality. attitude and that mindset and that mentality people have yeah. that says, you know what, regardless of all this, I'm going to take my life and my being and my controllable self mm -hmm. and I'm going to put that to use. And it's going to help people. It's going to inspire people. It's going to motivate people. It's going to assist people. You know, I and it's, I don't, I'm not saying you got to go out and be a fucking perfect person. But acknowledge right and wrong. Acknowledge, uh, acknowledge that it means something to have values and morals. Don't be a person that just blindly follows things or be a person that blindly accepts things, yeah. you know, doesn't <clears throat> stand up for things, doesn't have a voice or an opinion. Be somebody with substance. Yeah. I think the chaos and order topic that we talk about here is this this wave or this up and down roller coaster or ebb and flow of 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 just it's balance and order or it's chaos and order. There's just a balance you have to find. Yeah. There's a, 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 a wave that you can ride out. You know, you don't miss the wave. You don't get it too soon. You don't get it too late. You ride it. Yeah. You fucking get it in that perfect spot and you ride that wave and there's, there's a balance in everything. And I think, I think there's a, a perfect quote that lines up with this. Go for it. So it's, it's it basically goes into just, it's not about how much you can deal out, right? It's about how much you can take and how much you can keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Just how much you can take, man. 
and just keep like that's that's the main thing is just to keep pushing forward because they're that's just life in general different things are going to hit you from different angles like with with the rape things like all 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 those situations you just got to keep moving forward and that's what i say to anybody that's pursuing their dreams or maybe going through something that's just tough you know and you feel like you're not going to be able to get through it keep moving forward <laughs> i think that's important i think that the, the uh, spreading that message to keep pushing keep moving forward is important but i also think it's important to listen to people yes and i think it's important to understand where people are coming from yeah. and you know if if you're put in a situation where you have a chance to take action and speak up and make a difference you should yeah. you should take advantage of that and you should take advantage of um just helping people yeah. in whatever capacity you can and i think it's important and yeah <laughs> I don't know. We're out of time, though. Yeah, man. We're wrapping it up. And I think it's a very powerful way to wrap it up. My good friend, Rashad Valentine, thank yeah. you again for coming on the show, man. Yeah, I love yeah, it. yeah. Talked um, about a lot of stuff. Do you have some plugs? Plug quick, yourself. Yeah, Go just, for it. Just plug things in. I feel Go. like this is a little awkward to no, plug no, no, it in No, 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 no. Hey, but. I, in the, again, I, I brought Rashad on to be uh, his motivational self, his inspirational self. Clearly, man, you have pa very powerful words. And the only reason I brought up the Hollywood thing is because you're planning, no, on, no, you're planning I get you. on going out no, there no, no, no. and immersing yourself. And it's a topic, man. It's a topic we got to talk but we about. But should, we should talk about it. But we yeah, should. Yeah, and yeah. You, you, you brought to light that it's a very real thing. It's clear that it's a very real thing. Yeah. And people need to acknowledge it mm -hmm. and not accept it. But they need to definitely have a, a foundation in beliefs and how it makes them feel and yeah. it shouldn't make anybody feel good and that's that's a fact yeah. nobody should feel good about assault or rape or putting people in certain situations that they don't feel comfortable being in yeah. and it's important that you speak up and you you take action against those types of things and it's important that you acknowledge them and have those conversations so thank you for coming on and having that dialogue it was a very tough I dialogue appreciate you bringing me on man and hey and i, I fucking go on do your yeah. plugs do yeah. what you gotta do no. so no, no, no. uh so, yeah, so again, my name's Roshan Valentine. Um, you can find me on my fan page. Uh, he has a Valentine. fan page now, people. So before <laughs> we did this, uh, me and Roshan did like a practice cast, practice podcast, I'd yeah. say like four or five months ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, and uh, he had no social media game. Oh, Jesus. And now <laughs> he's got a fan page, ladies and gentlemen, that yeah. are on Facebook. You yeah. can look him up, Rashawn Valentine. Rashawn Valentine. On the fan page. Mm -hmm. He has a Twitter. What is the Twitter? My Twitter is my, our Valentine. And it's not M, your Valentine. Oh, it's gosh. my, our Valentine. Yes, so M-Y-O-U-R Valentine. Yeah. And my Instagram is I am your Valentine. I am your Valentine. Yeah. Powerful. He is an actor, a comedian. He's got a recurring role on a show that will be on AMC. When you are allowed to drop the name of the show, will you drop it through the podcast? You will be the can first I, to know. Can I, can I, can I blast yes. that out through yes. the, the you podcast will page? You be the first to know. Woo! You got <laughs> that on, on recording, people. I'll be the first to know. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Uh, it's it's a big it's big and I'm yeah. excited for Rashawn. I love you, brother. I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you did the show. Um, and I'm glad that we had the discussion we that we had because yeah. you were very intellectual about it and you're very direct and honest about it. Yeah. And you're in that. You're in you're in a a culture that is right now 
fucking it's, a it's rocky, a rocky thing. It's yeah. rocky yeah. and it's and it's unclear. But that's why you need positive people, man. You do, and you're fucking one of them. Man. <laughs> you're one of the most positive people. Thank you, and I love you. I appreciate you coming on. All right, brother. Any other plugs you got? Uh, that's that's it, man. Um, I will be putting out a website. Okay. Um, That'll probably be about a month from now. Hey, we'll know but it. it. It'll be on my fan page. It'll be like, it'll be, I'll blast it. I got a I'll fucking you know. website, a podcast page, and a project page. We will blast it all out, a yeah. Twitter and an Instagram. CommonChaos.net. Give us a follow, a like, a share, all that good stuff for your merch. Rashawn Valentine, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you will be able to hear this on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a, a like and a follow and subscribe. Love you guys. Anything, to, anything else? That's it, man. We are out. All right. Love you guys.